You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Welcome. Welcome, uh, everybody, to the uh, show. Uh, we just, we're just having a pre-show discussion about Kevin Smith. This is literally hot off the presses because it just happened. Um, if you don't know, he's got a new film called Red State that's going to be coming out this year. And he's, what would you say, independently f- promoting it, financing it, everything, right? Sounds like it. Um, so he, just, he said what he said he was going to do tonight was have a... He's having the first screening at Sundance. And then straight after the screening, he was going to auction the film off to the highest bidder to sell it for distribution, distribution rights. So what he did was he started the bidding, he bid himself $20, and then the guy who's hosting the auction said sold to you for $20. So he bought his own film for $20. And now he's decided to take it around the US on this tour called the Red State Tour, where you can go and see it. Um, You pay $100 a ticket, around about. Um, But you get a question and answer session with Kevin Smith and Michael Parks, who's one of the cast... Um, so it's like a night out at the theatre kind of thing. I, I'm sure theatre goers pay $100 anyway, right, to oh, see sure. a show. Um, so he's doing that for a few months, and then when it gets to October, I think he said, the clerk's anniversary, he's going to release it in the theatres um, for the mass public to see, I guess. I don't know how that's going to work. I'd have to read more into it, but um, interesting way of doing things, mm-hmm. don't you think? Um, I don't, I'm not so sure I'd pay $100 to go and see... I think you would. If it was in this town and you knew you were going to get well, it's in a, a, a couple City. of... It's, it's not, not far that's, away. That's two and a half, two hours away. I'm yeah. saying if it was, came to our theater, you would do it. Well, You'd find a way. I'm a fan, right? It's in Kansas City. We can go there. No problem. <clears throat> but $100 seems... I mean, $200 for us to see it. Seems yeah. a lot. Well, if you're To playing, see a movie. It's not just to see a movie. You get like a whole thing well, of him talking afterwards yeah um, so how much is an evening with kevin smith the tickets 75 to 100 dollars. so you know to go see one of his podcasts is 60 dollars yeah you sit in the theater I, f- so. I find that steep though i don't think i'm that i'd rather just listen to it for nothing well obviously <laughs> of course you'd rather i mean i'm a fan right? but i'm not a big enough fan to give him 60 dollars to go and see him talk for two hours. i mean it's not that important to me but you've purchased all of his movies for 30 35 dollars a pop yeah so and, and they just sit on that. a shelf you probably well never... i can see them whenever i want this <laughs> thing i can see it once right but it's live and in person and then i have to go and buy red state as well when it comes out right you don't have to well if i want it <laughs> to see it again but that doesn't come with the live thing where you could actually ask him a question. I don't care. I don't want to ask him one. Yeah, I could ask him one what, on Twitter. Then that's what makes asked. you think it's not worth the money. But I think right. it's actually reasonable for a live sort of performance thing plus the movie. And you're supporting a, a break away from the corporate bullshit. I think that's totally worth so it. So will we go? I don't know. I'll have to look into it some more. Well, it might be cheaper than 100 He was just saying. He, yeah. In fact, he just said it could be 10 times more than you're used to paying for a ticket. That's $100. That's what I'm saying. But he said it could be. So, so he might decide it's 60 I think 60 would be fine, actually. You just said 60 was too much. No, what I'm saying is if it was for both of us to go and see it in Kansas City and it was just 100 dead on for both of us to see it. That's not 60 That's 50 All right, 50 
you know, like a like yeah, the yeah. night out costs a hundred dollars for both of us. I would pay that. I think. Okay, then I'll you pay for the tickets. I'll buy the gas. <laughs> yeah, I think that that's reasonable, right? I think it would be fun. Also, it'd be sold out within. I'm imagining five seconds. You bet you have to get on Ticketmaster. You know, it's really mm. hard to get tickets to live events. True, but I think you overestimate his appeal, maybe a little bit. We'll Mass see. appeal, yeah, yeah. Because when that when they offer tickets, we'll see how quick. And it's not go. the pre-show discussion; it's the before the after the show discussion. All right, so <laughs> let's get let's get on with this thing. Anyway, um, we'll talk more about that probably as it unfolds because I'm sure there'll be more to say about it. So it's Sunday, January the 23rd, 2011. This is after the show number 156. Is that three years? That is. Ta-da! Three years worth of shows. Yeah. So um, the movie we're reviewing this week is Death Race 2. It's a Blu-ray release. Uh, 2010 movie released on Blu-ray and DVD on the 18th of January which was just this last Tuesday gone, 2011. It's from our friends at Universal. Hold on. You said it's only a DVD release. Why was it released in 2010, then? Where was it released in 2010? It was made. Not year of release. All right. Year of production, 2010. Well, I mean, that implies... It was never released in the theaters. It's a straight-to-video release. Okay. That's what they call it, an STV release. When you see it on IMDb, it'll say STV in brackets. I always wondered what that meant. It means straight-to-video. Don't know why they call it video, yeah. <laughs> but it's still called video. Um, so yeah, it's from our friends at Universal, and you are going to give us the, the synopsis of this movie. Right. Uh, prisons are privatized. A big, huge company owns it. They are also tapped into some television station thing, and there's a chick who wants high ratings, and they make a show called Death Fight in the prison. We get a dude who Is that comes what it was in. called Death Fight. I think so. Yeah, small like And uh, the dude who comes in, you know, very handsome criminal type. Synopsis. Lots of things going on. And if you, I've told you, if you don't like him, you give him. And then, of course, it has to evolve into the title of the movie. There are bad guys, some good guys, blah, blah, blah. Prequel to 2008's Death Race. A prequel to it. Even though it's called Death Race 2. It's actually Death Race 0. Right? Because it... Fits before the Jason Statham movie. Yeah. Which we did review, by the way, if you want to go back and listen to the review of the Jason Statham movie. Don't remember what we said about it. But anyway. I don't either. So let's um, move it's on. Not, it's not comparable to this one. Let's move on to the movie. And I just want to say something straight up here. I knew it was a straight-to-video release, and I knew that Luke Goss was the star, who not many people will have heard of. I know who he is just because of a particular thing, which I'll mention later. But I thought this is probably going to be really really crappy now I'm not saying it was good (laughs) but I'm saying it was on a par with the other one it was not really really crappy yeah I, I was actually surprised this movie was made and I had a look for a quarter of the budget of the original it actually looks just like the original it even looks like they used the same cars actually but it um the actions on the same par as the original. Um, the acting is very poor in this one compared to the original. I think you get what you pay for sometimes, right? There's some bad acting. Sean Bean, especially, was horrible, I thought. But um, there's some really bad dialogue. It's written really badly, yeah. I think. Um, there's one thing that really glaringly stood out for me. This is to do with bad writing. Right? This is a little spoiler. But not a big one. Just it start at the beginning of the movie. There's a bank heist. 
the lead guy, the Luke Goss character, um, is in the bank robbery, and they clearly show you that he's never done any violence to people during all these years of bank robberies he's done. And some violence occurs. And it literally shows you in slow motion his face is racked with anguish because some violence occurred. And then he goes in the prison and he doesn't give a shit about violence anymore. He's yes. suddenly the most violent man ever. Oh my god, I can't believe you said yeah. that because I actually thought it's, like, one what of those, it's like one of those, like, you know, all of a sudden he's like grabbing, yeah. pushing people All up of a sudden he's Mr. Violence. Fuck off. Yeah, and he wants to vi- fight, doesn't he? Like, he's, um, well, he doesn't want to fight, but then as soon as the opportunity presents itself, he's Mr. He's very violence. Very skillful. He's yeah. got, yeah. Now, when they did show you this slow motion shot of him being racked with anguish because and it was quite well, well done I thought I was like yeah, yeah. oh okay this character's going to be more complicated than the standard Jason Statham kick everybody's head in but no he wasn't he just turned into Jason Statham kick everybody's head in <laughs> so I was like what the fuck like did they write something and then forget that they there was some bad instances of that there was some bad yeah. acting um, Danny Trejo was particularly he's always ba- the same he's Come not on. very good though is he like I mean, I like him. I like how he looks and everything. He is what he is. Yeah, he really is. I think he was better than a lot of the other people. And there were moments when he was, like, you... There were some bad lines, though, that sounded like... When they were saying stuff to each other, like, manly kind of... Yes, oh my God. ...spurring each other on stuff, it just sounded ridiculous. You know what I was thinking? Like, holy shit, is my husband, who has a penis, who's a man, sitting there, like, getting his rocks off on all this? Because it's just so blatantly... Testosterone. Do you know what though? Um, blowing up shit, killing, smashing people. It's like it doesn't. Ma- I'll be honest with you. I'll tell you now. I was bored after about five minutes, and I remained bored until we got to the till we got to the extras. I was absolute. All I could sit there and do was make myself not daydream. Well, I have to say, it's not, definitely not a woman's film. I mean, I enjoyed the first movie, and I. Um, I think I said during that it was like a guilty pleasure kind of movie for me because I did like the original Death Race Roger Corman Death Race Mm -hmm. this is nothing to do with that apart from the Frankenstein character I mean this series is nothing to do with it Um, but I do like the idea and as we said that a televised like like you know it's a common society that we have like grown to this place where we like watching people, you know, like gladiators. Running, running and, Man, that would have been a good Like gladiators in an arena. Yeah, the same kind of, like the Running Man. I like that idea. Um, I think as a pair, these films are, are fine together, like, uh, it, but it's not, there's no thinking, it's not a thinking man's film, it's like WWE movie. UFC like, movie. Yeah, like a extreme, like, violence. The cars, um, and yes, I say that with judgment in my voice because I find it just I really like saying um, the way um, the the story of this film took a turn that I didn't expect, and what it became at the end, I actually really liked because it yes, joined them together very well. I was still kind of like uh, whatever but then the idea was like why couldn't the rest of the movie have given me this it got better enough of a spark to be like oh oh that's interesting or that gives me a little bit of something but it still wasn't good and one of the things here uh, also if you you know even the cover has the, a car on it and a hot chick and Luke Goss and an explosion you can the cover you know that's there's what a few of those um, <laughs> so that makes it look exciting and everything but um the cars are not the star of the show. The cars literally don't appear until about an hour into the movie. 
because the prequel um, event is just like gladiators fighting in an arena. Um, it took yeah. an hour for the cars to appear. No, I mean, they had yes, a big the, race at the beginning. Big race. Well, not a race. They, um, That's what bored chase. me. Yeah, I was. It, that I was like that chase at the beginning. Actually. I know. I like, and there have been very few movies where I'm interested in the car chases. But what I'm saying than... about the cars with the guns on the back. Oh, those, yeah, yeah. Um, they, those don't appear until about an hour into the movie. And when they do appear, they don't. Um, I know it's a prequel, but they don't elevate it anymore from what Jason Statham already did. It's the same oh, things no, no, on no. the road that they run over with weapons. It's the same. I guess because this is the prequel. It's the before we get to the next yeah. one. So it's just starting. It's this The idea has been conceived. It's the first um, prod- broadcast of this. It's the first one they've done. So, you know. I can say, though, um, I know you didn't like it, but for me, like, it's a guilty pleasure kind of deal. Um, and I did like the Statham one. A lot more. I, I don't even... See, that's the funny thing. Yeah, this why? Is, this is straight to video, right? <clears throat> mm-hmm. And that Jason Statham one was a big budget movie. I don't know... Thinking of them both, I know the quality was probably better in the Statham one because it was a big, bigger budget. I disagree. I think completely. the acting was better for what for, for as far as I remember because it had Joan Allen and Al Swinger. I disagree. I said Joan Allen. I remember Swinging guy. He just they were really wooden and really like over the top. Well, let me put it this way, right? Even though this one doesn't have a Jason Statham, it has Luke Goss, who's like a another British guy who people. To me, don't they're know. exactly the same. Um, I maybe enjoyed this one more than that one because I prefer this kind of um, I don't want to spoil it but there's an origin story Mm -hmm. that doesn't really matter though it doesn't matter that you know it because in the second movie it's over in a blink of an eye what we're dealing with but it's interesting to pick that as a joke but see I didn't realise that was going on until we got yeah. to the end. And so if I had understood that, maybe I would have... I know I wouldn't appreciate it anymore. I know you don't like me to tell you about movies before, but I, maybe I should have said, this is a prequel. Because it doesn't really make no, it... No, I'm glad you didn't. Because I... I, I knew it was a prequel. Because right. I, I mean, I, I'd just known for a while. To be honest with you, because I took the, I was taking the time to kind of figure out what was going on, it kept me interesting. It kept things... In, I wasn't sitting there for an hour and a half. I mean, I was really bored. I'll be honest. Every single car chasey thing... Almost every dialogue scene, there are very few of them that made me even perk up a little bit. I think from that first chase, I'm like, oh, come on. Why are we starting with this boring car chase? I just went, I really forced my, I don't know what it is. And I was trying to think, this must be. like when somebody It's far watched, from a boring car chase, though. There's grenades, there's police cars exploding. That's boring to me. Well, there again, you're a woman, right? I don't think that has anything as to do far with as car Me, personally, go. it's totally uninteresting. Let me just say to guys out there. There's a pretty awesome car chase at the beginning. <laughs> it involves a... Oh, this is my side of the story. It involves a yellow um, Shelby Super Snake, which is amazing looking. And it... the It's not a car chase. It's not like bullet or anything, but it's a fun car chase. It doesn't last long enough for me. I worked it to Oh my God. Back. It was like forever to me. Yeah. Well, I'd rather watch, I'd rather watch that car. It's not a difference between men and women. It's my taste. But I'd rather... I would sit and watch that car on Top Gear for an hour. Seeing them test it and drive it and have fun in it and drive it, go to Switzerland or some shit and drive it and drive it and talk about it. I would love that. I love Top Gear, right? I don't love these car chases that are mindless to me, completely uninteresting. Well, this was running away from a bank robbery. Yeah, it was totally uninteresting. I'm saying it's not boring car chases. It wasn't a pointless car chase. No, to me. Right. Pointless in that movie. You could have shown him getting away, and that you didn't have to have a car chase. Yeah, it was pretty brief, to be honest. 
as far as car chases go. Really? That's yeah. where my mind started going. Ooh. I thought it was pretty big. Um, but yeah, I I can't say I didn't like it because I, I know it adds really weak stuff, especially that, like I said, the writing. I do but, like the music. Yeah, and I see and I it, wanted to feel more in, more like pumped up about it because I like the sound. I do see a lot. them as a, a, a set, and they do totally. fit together really well. I mean, they did an excellent job of making them. They even showed Joan Allen in a mm-hmm. photograph. I know that's just a cheap thing, but if you're going to sit and watch them both together, it really does make them feel a whole like. Did people love the first one enough for this to become for fans to be going? Yeah, Joan well, Allen. You know yeah. what? People don't. I don't. The first one did all right. Did all right. It wasn't a huge success. But it did all right enough to make a a sequel, but not to make a sequel that was a theatrical movie. Right. So I guess it was in between. Probably as a big life on home video, doesn't it? It probably is. It's the kind where people go, oh, death race, cars, explosions. I think a lot of movies could just go straight to Blu-ray now. We don't have to have everything in the theater, do we? Not really. I don't think it... Like I say, apart from the odd... Writing, but you find that in Hollywood movies also, right? Yeah. Uh, and the less than it major... It is a Hollywood act- movie. Yeah, I know, but what I'm saying is the straight-to-video... All right, then, the straight-to-video movie. Right, right. Aside from the, the writing being substandard and some crappy performances, <laughs> that in a theatrical movie, they might try and do away with it. They might make sure the acting's up to notch all the time. And this one didn't. Aside from that... The special effects, the racing, the cars, the actual quality of the photography, everything was yeah, looked, just as like the other one. Really nice. It yeah. did look good, the music was good, there were a lot of nice it shots. It didn't look everywhere. cheap, is what I'm getting at. And if they did <laughs> it for a quarter of the budget, like you said, the uh, the two thirds of the other budget must have just been for the Jason Statham and um, or the three Joan quarters. Allen. Three people. quarters. <laughs> yeah, three quarters. That's what I said, didn't I? You said two thirds. No, three quarters, I said. If you two listen thirds. to that back. No, you said two thirds. I never mentioned thirds. Anyway, you did? Um, no, I'll listen to that back and I bet you I did not. Okay. Somebody who's listened to it is like, no, you didn't. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I uh, think it didn't suffer. So you were entertained the whole time? Not the whole time, because some of it was just superfluous, I thought. But For example, can you mention anything that's um, superfluous? The actual arena death thing that yes. without the cars... They did it once too, once too many times. Here's what was wrong with me. Really bad fake fighting. Really bad, cheap, folly party look like sets where these it are could supposed have been to be better. wrought iron things made out of like big tractor tires and a big metal bus. And it was like, you you know, with flimsy and shit. I mean, I, I felt like, I like it. I don't know, like a play, like a stage play. But then when they get out in the, in the cars, it looks fine. It's like a, The cars look really good. I yeah. mean, not just the car, the whole track, the whole... Well, there's a lot of cheap-looking cheap things around, but I was, like I said, I was... It looked, to stuff. me, like, exactly like the first one. Uh, I do like the, the setting, car. all the broken-down part of the prison outside yeah. and all the that. Prison it looks really the good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they weren't in the same place, because they were in South Africa. I don't know where they were in the first one. We saw it in the extras, and I don't believe it was South Africa. But, um, yeah, I don't think it suffered in terms of... If you liked Death Race with Jason Statham, I think you will like this one. I agree. Just because of the story. And the story is not the best thing ever. It's literally the same thing, again. Well, it. no, it isn't. It's totally different. No, it's No, the main the guy's character, there's no... There's none of the same. No, I, I just there's... mean in terms of a shell of a movie, like... 
cars track. But you said the story, but the story isn't the same. Escape from the prison. Uh, I mean, win the race, yeah. go, go free. That idea is born. That idea we know about because it was in the, in the second movie. Um, but yeah, the non-quality part. Well, let's let's move on to the cast, and there's where the non-quality <laughs> part comes from. Uh, Luke Goss, who most people in America won't even have any idea who he is, apart from they might know him from Hellboy 2, but he was covered in so much makeup. He's awesome. He was from a boy band called Bross, which were popular in the 1980s in England. Don't think they had a hit here from looking them up. But When Will I Be Famous, the song which Bross did was... It was... Everybody knows it in England. It was like Come On Eileen by Dexys Midnight Runners. It was all the time on the radio all the time so they were a big boy band and then I said to you I don't know where they went like it was kind of like oh bros they're the biggest thing ever and then never hear from them again so it's funny that I see him crop up here because I did remember he was in Hellboy 2 but I'd forgotten yeah yeah so this is just him he's not in no makeup it's Luke Goss so I thought he was alright I mean he was I feel like he was the best one of the guests he did a good job as Statham does it's it's like he fought people he looked you know tough sometimes he, I felt like he was alright I, I I was thinking he was when I saw him on the cover I was thinking oh it's going to be shit because like it's not Jason Statham I didn't you know I thought look who like he's nobody it's going to be kind of shitty he's going to be a bad actor that's so rude yeah but he wasn't a bad actor no not at all I think he out acted Sean Bean totally he's in a scene with Sean Bean and Sean Bean's your accomplished actor he's in Lord of the Rings for Christ's sake he was <laughs> He was awful. I'm not sure what that means, but... Well, I mean, he's good in Lord of the Rings. I like Sean Bean in Lord of the Rings. I like Sean Bean, and I've seen a lot of movies with Sean Bean in, and I really like him. In this, it was like he wasn't even trying. He was sitting there chomping his food. He wasn't trying. He he, he did his own accent, which was fine. Yeah, totally fine. Um, But the actual, what was coming out, it was wooden. Like, it was the other guy, I believe, more. You know, he's like... Maybe that's what Sean Bean thought. Oh, these guys really suck, so I need to (laughs) turn it off. You know when Sean Bean did some of his, like, talking heads in the extras, when when he has to say stuff about the movie? Mm -hmm. What he was saying was so, like, not... Generic. He was saying stuff like, this is more than an action movie, it's about relationships. And I was like, is this even the same movie that we just saw? But you even said, his scenes are so far removed... It felt like he was in another movie. Yeah, because he did. His scenes are his relationship with this guy. Mm -hmm. He thinks of him as a brother. Like, think of the lines that he had. I think of him as a brother. Very few. Something bad happens in the middle there. He's torn a bit. Um, He's a bad guy. He's a bad guy. So from his perspective... He might have not seen any of them. Exactly. He's not not around to see the... It is one of those, like... I said, it was glaring for me. Every scene that Sean Bean was in, apart from maybe two, he was in this like posh-looking villa, which was the place where he lived. He was like a big-time hitman, uh, mob boss, mob guy. So he was in this luxurious with decadent food and this hot woman. It was a swimming pool, and it was. I said to you, it's almost like they just put him up in this nice place and filmed some scenes with him because that's his involvement in the movie, isn't it? Like he, and then Ving Rhames is also in the movie. Um, Why does anyone think he's good? I do love him in Pulp Fiction, but I don't know if it's... I mean, I love Marcellus Wallace, that character. But he's just the same. He just talks to He literally is. Yeah, he does talk to In this one, he has a suit on. In this one, it's almost... It's another one where 
Ving Rhames is almost in another movie because he's also in these clinical offices. Yeah. You don't see him as part of the... You do once. But it's another one where they needed like these big names in there, but they didn't use them in the main movie. They used them in these little scenes off to the side. like Even though they're important characters. Yeah. They felt detached. So it, it kind of... For me, it didn't do anything that Sean Bean and Ving Rhames... Like, I'm sure they cost quite a bit of money, but it didn't do anything for the movie. Like, no. Like, you could have left them out. So, the next person, I think, was all right. The next person's Lauren Cohen, who plays September Jones. Right. Which is a funny, like, James Bond She's almost style. my favorite, because there are moments... I mean, she's she's given about the best dialogue. And she's, she's really... It's, Pure cheese, this movie, a yes, lot of the yes, time. Yes. And she is a pure cheese she kind is, of character. She is, but there, there's something about her. The way she does... There are certain lines that she, when she's delivering them, even knowing you that definitely, it's like a character... Like a, she's a cartoonish, bitchy, ambitious woman, right? She's beautiful. But she herself outshines everybody else to me. Let me say this moments. about her. Like she's, she's beautiful and she's sexed up in this, obviously. They sex her up a lot. But the best thing about her is she makes it... The way she acts the part, and I say it's like cheesy, like a Roger Corman movie from the 70s. It's over the top, the character. She makes it really easy for you to hate her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, because you hate her, like, immediately. You're like... But see, I don't hate Sean Bean. That means he doesn't no. do his part. No, you don't, I don't hate Sean Bean. I don't yeah. care about the lead guy, which means he doesn't fully do his part, because I don't care about what happens to him. I don't care about the Ving Rhames guy. I'm not mad at him, even. I don't give a shit about anybody. I care about Treyu, or whatever his name is. Treyu. Atreyu, that's from Neverending Story. <laughs> I used to want a boyfriend named Atreyu because of that movie. Isn't that funny? But they were my favorite. I'm not changing my name. There's a <laughs> well, you're not my boyfriend, so <laughs> I'll, I'll find somebody else. Um, she, I was interested to see her every time she came on, and it was a you know, cartoony kind of. Uh, she's not sexed up. I don't know what you mean by that. She's not all in hot clothes or anything. She's in a suit. No, but she's kind of like the sexy secretary or something. Like that a, she uses every yeah. tool at her disposal to get what yeah, she wants. Yeah, she's fucking everybody, let's say. <laughs> yeah. uh, Joan Allen was not. Fucking everybody in different ways, too. <laughs> Joan Allen wasn't. No, that. she wasn't. She was, <laughs> she was just pure balls. Prim right? and proper, like a um, bolt. Kick your ass. A hard, like a Margaret Thatcher. Like, I'm going to, you know. Yeah, yeah. Hard woman. Whereas this woman... So, but her I really did like, and I would like to see her in something else. Yeah, and she's from the... If you don't don't recognize the name, which I... Um, Lauren Cohen. She's actually from a uh, Warner uh, WB TV series called The Vampire Diaries. So everybody who watches that show is like, yeah, of course we know who she is. But yeah, she's from there. Um, Danny Trejo, who um, people will know from Robert Rodriguez movies, um, plays Goldberg. Um, I thought he had... I don't think it's like I said. He, he, there's some poor acting from him, delivery of lines. But I think also think his lines were shit. I think he was just having a good time. Every time he said anything, he that. was just like. He'd well, I mean, say he had like, a crappy script. Like sure. stuff that he had to say was just utilitarian. There was nothing to make his character interesting. It was just like we're gonna make this engine better, or you know, he was like just like he delivered. He's um, Danny Trejo. Yeah, he, he just delivered is. plot. Kind of Are his tattoos all real? Yeah, all real, yeah. But you see? Yeah. See, that's what makes pe- people on the set and the director and the producer go, oh, we got Danny And he's in, like, excellent shape for an old guy. Like, 65 years old. Um, you know, it's Danny Trejo. And it's not his best hour, though. I mean, it's... So what's Machete going to be like? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he is the star of that. So, um, directed by Roel Rainey, 
And uh, when I looked at the movies that he directed, there wasn't any that I knew, apart from there's a new Scorpion King movie in 2011, and he's really? in charge of it. Wow. Yeah, well, there's been three, and you only know one of them. Yes. <laughs> Lots of straight-to-video ones, the other two. So this is another straight-to-video one. So obviously that Scorpion King franchise works for Universal, because they sure. keep doing them, but straight-to-video. Maybe where this Death Race series will end up, maybe there'll be five of them, they'll all be straight-to-video. Um, who knows? Hey, my mind is, if you spend less money and you make movies that people want to watch and you can sit down on Netflix and watch them or you can get it on your cable, or you can go to the video, is there, are there still DVD stores where you can go and rent? Yeah. yeah, blockbusters and stuff. I think they're on their way out, but I think if you can make a movie for a couple million bucks and then I don't have to spend loads of money to see it, and you haven't factored in your budget $25 million to put it in movie theaters and advertise it everywhere, I think that's fine. I know you, I know you didn't like this movie. and I, can't, I didn't dislike no, it. Well, I can't say I liked it. I found it boring. But you know, if you had to bookend it up with the other one, I think it works perfectly. I think it's as good a prequel as you can have I see it as without the original. Get piece. a six-pack and a pizza and a friend who likes to hoop and Dudes holler. Dudes would love it. Yeah, get some friends you know? and get get some drinking going on in the first I, one. I mean, <laughs> I, and I like it. I'm, but start with the original Death Race. Oh, 2000. totally. And, and the reason I have some kind of attachment to even this new franchise is I always love the original. And I love the original. We had it on home video. I watched it over and over and over again. And then when we watched the Death Race with Statham that same night, I yep. showed you the original. And... I you love might it have so had much, much affection more. with the original as Oh I no, I loved it. I mean, it, it adds so much Sylvester better. Stallone in it. It's so much better than these. Although it's just crap. It's just so much better. It it's crap. so much more interesting. But it's, and it, there's an even a nod to it in this movie. They show you a scene. Each shown. one, there's a nod, right? Yeah. I mean, the whole. That well, is. I mean, there's a nod. There's an actual sh- clip from oh, the yeah. original <laughs> movie on the title. And I wanted to have it running, like I said, on my laptop yeah. while we're talking. It's on an Netflix, excellent. But it's an excellent shitty movie, the original, and that's the idea. So maybe. These are excellent shitty movies also. In in that campy... Maybe they do work, because that's what they are. Like they, they're a, If they're inspired by what that original is, that original's not a good movie. It's kind of a bad movie. But there's something about it that's like cool idea or whatever. You know? Maybe these do exactly what they're supposed to do on the tin. Like, mm-hmm. make, inspired by that, but a modern-day version. And I guess they do do that. And for me... I didn't hate this one. I feel like I liked it more than the Statham one. And I'm not seeing the Statham one for a couple of years, right? But I feel like I like this one better because I kind of preferred the where the story was going at the end. Like, that kind of won me over. The, the last ten minutes, I was like... Because it doesn't go where you think this is going to mm. go. It doesn't follow that... The, the Statham movie, there's a three-race set you know there's going to be these three races and somebody's going to lose, somebody's going to win. Well, this one actually deviates from that. And when it deviated, it kind of won me over a little bit. I was kind of like, yeah, that's better. That's what you should do with it. Like, it wasn't as predictable as I thought it was going to be, is I guess what I was saying. Did you predict? No, I didn't know what was going on, so no. Oh, did, did you not know it was... When did you know it was a prequel? But, oh... Partially, my problem was I don't remember a lot about the other one, the Death Race, right. the new Death Race, not Death Race 2000. So a lot of the things that start cropping up that tell you, oh, oh, right, right, I didn't recognize until one blatant one came up. Think about 
a third of the way through, maybe. And mm-hmm. then I wasn't even 100% sure what was going on, because I totally don't remember this at all. The, mm. That part. At all. Like, That's and in funny. fact, when he almost... I was like, yeah, that's much better. But then it wasn't that, so I would love that to have been. <laughs> but no, I just didn't because I didn't pay. I didn't like the first one enough. I guess I didn't soak it into my brain. Mm. But then I was always looking forward to that woman to come on the screen. And then when it got a little bit more juicy near the end, I was a little bit more interested. What I'm gonna say is like for a straight to video type movie. It's probably one of the better ones I've ever seen because I said to you the other day, I saw Green Street Hooligans 2 the other day. Right. And that's a straight-to-video... Green Street Hooligans was really good. A movie that I really liked. And I thought, Green Street Hooligans 2, I saw it on Netflix. I thought, well, I like the first one. What is there to lose? Well, everything was to lose because it was a piece of shit, the movie. I mean, it was exactly what I thought a straight-to-video movie. It wasn't the other Hooligan movie. What was it called? Was it called Hooligans? I don't know. You know, with Billy... What's-his-face and the Irish Brothers... Oh, yeah. Um, Boondock Saints. Boondock Saints. I always think it's got hooligans in the title. No, but no it's the Green Street Hooligans <laughs> sequel, and it was low budget. There was one person who was in the original movie in it, and everybody was horrible. It was just pointless. I think it's unfair to say it's low budget, and then always associate that with bad. Low budget doesn't mean anything. No, it doesn't, but what I mean is it showed its low budget. It, it was literally set in a prison, right? And it almost a prison that only had two rooms in it. Right. It was it was bad. It, I mean, it was like it, they didn't really bother paying anything for it. It was... And then put the name Green Street Hooligans on the cover. It's so loosely tied to the other one. Oh, right. It's one guy in the original who you will not, not remember because he's so peripheral. It's his story. It's like... Meh. Well, whereas at least this is, like, completely tied together. Yeah. I mean, most tied together I've seen of any two um, movies. I mean, it's completely... So, um, the cover of Death Race 2, do you like it? It's exactly what I expect. In fact, it looks like the cover to the first one. It is what I would expect, and no, I don't like it. It looks like the cover to the first one, but with the actors replaced. (laughs) And it's very photoshopped. They should have just pasted on their heads different, and that's it. Like, just to be funny. Um, And on the back, it's got... Trejo, Ving Rhames, and Sean Bean just to, you know, ooh, there's some good people in there. Doesn't make it better, though. <laughs> so, um, extras on the disc. Uh, there's not a ton, but there are a, a few. Uh, there's a director's montage of deleted scenes, which... I enjoyed that more than the movie. It's not... None of it's um, story, it's just action scenes. No dialogue, in fact, right? Yeah, there were a couple. Very few. A couple. I thought it was awful. I wanted, I wanted some actual more... Oh, no, I much would rather... I, I felt like I could sit and watch that for five minutes, get the whole gist of the movie, and make me... And I was more entertained. And then there was something called The Race Begins, The Evolution of the Death Race, which I actually kind of liked, because it was a behind-the-scenes. It showed you some some of the stunts being done, which was awesome. Like, it showed you, like, uh, like a <clears throat> stuntman getting set on fire completely inside, yeah. a, inside a car. Um, showed you... I liked that hands-on and you know you get to learn that it was made in South Africa and a lot of the crew are South African it's interesting that's where I had more respect for the director because the movie didn't I mean it was looked nice it literally did look good I love the shots it's a little more um a little more thought some of it is more thoughtful um, but then we get to see him with the camera actually in a car and walking down and doing the shit and he says I don't like to stay behind the camera camera yeah he's like I'm not just sitting back here watching it so I I felt like that adds something to it for me 
Um, he also um, like had this interesting look of the movie where he kind of like pulled some of the colour out of all the shots, so it was um, a little less colourful than real life. To I make disagree. It... I felt like it was really colourful. No, there's the especially those bank robbing scenes at the beginning, and knowing the colour of the yellow Shelby, he'd kind of just pulled the colour out slightly from all the movie, the, whole, the entire movie. I do like that, though. I didn't it, notice that at all. See, I did. It's that the, was really colourful. Desaturated, like. I guess, is what you call it. Um, <laughs> everything that I think about this movie, you think the opposite. It was desaturated, though, I, I have to say. Um, just to make it look more dirty and grimy. Perhaps it wasn't as dirty and grimy as you think. Mm. You know, uh, Especially the car, sh- the, the actual racing, that was made to look almost black and white in parts with like uh, you can just see the red on the cars a lot zooming past um, so yeah that's a document no, not a documentary F- 15 minutes maybe behind the scenes maybe uh, then there's the cheating death the stunts of Death Race 2 it's a similar thing in fact there's three of these you could file them all in the same category what do you call them? what do you mean? electronic press kit or um no, no, a bit more than that, maybe. It's not I mean, it's full all on making of It's just all one extra, really. If you, you know, it's just broken up, but it's all the same stuff. So, it, the first one's The Race Begins, the second one's Cheating Death, the stunts of Death Race 2, and the third one's Fast Cars and Firearms, the cars of Death Race 2. Very similar to um, what was on the first disc, actually, on the first movie. They had similar kind of featurettes. Um, and then there's a feature commentary with the director, and a digital copy, and that is your lot. Not a lot of extras. Um... Probably enough for the movie. Yeah. You do make a, a big hint of saying from the filmmakers who brought you Death Race and Resident Evil on the front there. Um, the, the first one was directed by Paul W.S. Anderson, who is, you know, Resident, e- Resident Evil guy, Mila Jovovich's husband. This one... Is not. Is, is produced by him, but not directed by him. Um, Produced or executive produced? Executive produces executive money. Produce. That's money. That, yeah, does, yeah. that doesn't mean he's he just, on. He just plays money. But it, he did mention him, saying that he, he was nervous about who he would give his baby over to. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's the DVD for this month. So what was what's, what is it for you? Um, for this week? It's a very handful of people that I would recommend it to who would enjoy it. And I like think very I... Very small I think I semi-enjoyed it because I like the original. You're just hanging on to hope? I like the original. <laughs> I think this had more in common with the original, original, just because of a character involved, um, than Statham's did. And maybe that's why I enjoyed it more. Mm. You know? It isn't a follow-up to the Roger Did Cohen. you know he... No, no, I had no right. idea. So then you that take that out of it, and then if I took that out of it, it'd be very much like the first one for me, like as much like I kind of enjoyed the first one also, like like I said, guilty pleasure because it's kind of dumb, but for some reason I kind of like it. I like have fun. It's like a video game on the screen. I said that when we reviewed the first one. You know, they're driving over plates like Wipeout. Like, yeah. Uh, they've got guns on the cars like Twisted Metal. It's it's a video game. Like it's mm-hmm. it, but. Also, mix in a reality show, mix in a commentary on us as a, as people liking to watch that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? So, I don't know. I think this one succeeded more than... See, I the, think your ideas about it are better than it. Yeah. What you want it to be 
is better. My final verdict: it is not quality, really. I mean, Dale, uh, from a all your men friends, would you recommend it to them? If they like the first one, I can see them getting something out of this one too. If they liked the characters, like the idea, this one fills it in. It definitely fills the story in. Mm-hmm. And it is the origin of the of why the Statham one is. Around. And I love prison shit. I love prison movies yeah. and stuff. But I just I can't think of I can think it's, of maybe three they, people that I know personally that would actually enjoy it. There's just there's just a little bit too many laughable bits that are just crappy. Like there's a lot of this. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. Where, like, where they say to people, stand there and look as though you are excited to watch this. Yes, exactly. And pump your fists and stuff. Yeah, a lot of that. Yeah, and that just. It's ridiculous, isn't it? You're watching it and you're like... To me, mm-hmm. it's worth it for the girl. I like the guy who played the main guy. Kind of. I don't, I'm not in love with the character, but I like him. And uh, that it's in a prison. That's about all my... That's all I can give it. The scraps. <laughs> and I can say from a man's point of view, if you like video games and you liked the original Death Race, just because it doesn't have Jason Statham in it anymore doesn't yeah. make it worse than that one. No, not at all. In fact, I might have liked this one better. I have to... I have to debate that in my mind. You'll watch the other one. I know you will. Just yeah, maybe to check just it out. to ch- just to see if I did like this one better. Because if I did, then that's quite an accomplishment. Because this one cost way less, so it didn't really need the star names. Maybe exactly. Uh, right. So um, that was this week's movie. Uh, it's available now on Blu-ray and DVD, and Blu-ray and DVD. If you buy the Blu-ray, it comes with the DVD. <laughs> um, it's all complicated and confusing. So um, thanks to Universal. And if you want to enter a contest, see, the, see our site for details, ascully.com. Next week's Blu-ray review will be uh, Welcome to the Rileys uh, on Blu-ray, um, starring James Gandolfini. Long time since I've seen James, Gan- James Gandolfini and something. In fact, since The Sopranos. Yeah. Uh, so Welcome to the Rileys will be next week's movie review. Movie re- movie. Blah, 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 blah. You're talking really fast today, by the way. So maybe you're just you need to just uh, movie recommendations. <laughs> movie recommendations for this week are: uh, I am going to recommend Death Race 2000, um, which is the original Roger Corman classic. You can get that on DVD. It's not available on Blu-ray just yet, though. And it's not available for streaming on Netflix. You have to get the DVD. Yeah, and you can get the DVD. Um, it's Death Race 2000. It's Pretty awesome if you like nineteen seventies movies. Bizarre and yeah. David Carradine, Sylvester Stallone, there's a bunch of people in there who you might not expect. Um Well, for the seventies you would. And I did say there was a car a Carradine definitely showed his face in this Death Race Two. I don't know which Carradine it was, but it was very obvious it was a Carradine and they actually kept him on the screen for a little bit longer than they should have, just so you notice. And I was watching and I don't know what you're talking about. I, sorry, I don't know which Carradine it is. I don't know how many Carradines there are, but it was a younger-looking Carradine. So, you were there. Um, and my second one is uh, Hellboy 2, which is the Love only Hellboy other movie too. I could think of that features Luke Goss, who's the star of Death Race 2. And I really like Hellboy movies. Yeah. So there you go. See, I might watch Hellboy and be totally into it, and someone else is thinking, God, this is stupid and boring. So now I know how they feel <laughs> when they're watching a movie. Because I like most movies. I find something about them. I try. But then this one, just my mind was just not in it, really. Um, But uh, my recommendations are Alien. And I don't remember why did you make me think of Alien, but you made me think of... Oh, because the company in this movie, Whalen Limited, 
Yeah. Is the company in the movie Alien. Right. Wayland. Um, you no, know, it's the same. It's is the it same Wayland? Name. Wayland, yeah. Yeah. They own the company that owns the prison. And in the Alien, it's the company it's that the com- owns everything. The big company yeah. they own. The owns. company. Yeah, yeah. And um, so that made me think, and it, this is fucking awesome movie. No, I don't. I don't care who you are, unless you. Well, you, you might be the person watching Alien, going, "This is boring and stupid." I don't. Actually, I, I still know how you feel. But actually, some interesting Alien. It's an awesome movie. Um, interesting and sad news at the same time. Alien. Ridley Scott was going to be directing the new Alien prequel. He was doing two of them actually. Um, he he uh, wrote the script, and they were about to go into direct. You know, Ridley Scott was going to direct Alien. It's like, oh my god. Um, they're not now. He has retooled the script to not be an alien script anymore, to be something else. But it has a very loose tie to Alien, he says. He's left a loose tie in there, so fans of Alien... That's fine. But it's not an alien movie That's anymore. fine. It's um, a different movie. That's fine. I, I, don't not actually, I don't actually need any more alien movies, because I think Alien was enough. Then you had Aliens, that was good. Then I really did like three... I don't mind four. I'm fine. That's fine. I don't... Four, I thought, was pretty horrible, to be honest. It's not horrible. Uh, it's more horrible near the end. Like, really creepy and weird. But I think that's enough of that universe. So, I'm fine with that. But um, I, I know, one I know, is... A lot of Alien fans just went, oh. <gasps> Why? If you're really... Because that might have been the best news ever. No, if you're really, really an Alien the... fan, then you're a fan of Alien. No, not I mean of the, the franchise. Whole world. I'm talking about the franchise. Oh, then shallow. Um, and I'm, my other one is I was trying to just think of a movie that I don't think I've ever recommended just something completely different that you may never heard of and it's called Birthday Girl hold on what Paul W.S. Anderson Paul W.S. Anderson Resident Evil he also did the Alien vs. Predator <laughs> Wayland in here uh, there's the link maybe yeah, well, well, it's a big huge company isn't it and but, in our present day it but, owns enough shit to own a television network, and it owns prisons. And in Alien Three, like they own that thing, yeah. prison planet. I think. And Alien so. versus Predator, it was there too. Right. So, my other one is Birthday Girl. It is um, Keith Urban's wife. I forget her name. Nicole, Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman. <laughs> I don't. Um, know, I don't even know anything about country music, but I know that she's in it. Ben and Foster. Chaplin. 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 Ben Chaplin. And it's really good. It's one of those that you may never. That Birthday is on Girl. Netflix, by the way. Birthday Girl. I think I highly recommend it. I mean, it's on Netflix. There's no explosions or car chases or anything. No. <laughs> but it's a good one. All right, okay, so you can talk again now. That's a game recommend, uh, movie recommendations for this <laughs> month. Game recommendations, or not game recommendations, games that I've been playing this month. Um, I mentioned Dead Space 2 next week. That is out on Tuesday, so I will be playing it this week. I actually cannot wait, because um, talking of aliens and stuff like that, that is a... I think it's a really good franchise. I love the first one. So the second one looks to be more of the same. Perhaps better. I've seen it getting 9s and 10s out of 10. So I think that'll be good. Um, so games I've been playing this week. Uh, this week, uh, the long-awaited Little Big Planet 2 was released on Tuesday. I picked that up for the PS3. And um, what did you think of Little Big Planet 2? You saw some of it. It looked good, but it doesn't interest me. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I don't know. I just I didn't. Do you not really... find it adorable? <laughs> adorable? The visual style of Little Big Planet Two is incredible. I think it's lovely. No, it I mean, doesn't it's... interest me even to watch you play it. I think I think it had my fill of the first one. Uh, what I can say is it is better than the first one. 
because there's new stuff you can do. Like, you don't just make a side platforming game this time. You can make a shooter, a racer. They've The tools in there to make different types of games, levels. Yeah. So it's not all just running the Sackboy to the this way. I get you. You can make a racing game with Sackboys, a kart game. You know, there's all kinds of stuff in there. The tools are better to make the stuff. I had a look at making the levels. It's a lot easier to make levels. They've just refined everything. But everything you did in the first game is imported into the second game. So it literally is not like a new game. It's like there's a new version of your other game. Because the interface is the same. There's a new single-player quest, which is Media Molecule, the people who make it, levels that they made that you can play. There's a new bunch of those, like, well, you know, so it's like a... If you're not into the making games at all, right. you can just go and play their worlds. But I see it as, like, more like an expansion to the first game. Like, it didn't really need to be a new game. It could have just been a big pack that you buy to unlock all the new stuff in the old game. That looks totally different, though, to me. It doesn't, if you look... If you go in and look at the levels from Little Big Planet in Little Big Planet 2, they're exactly the same. Like, the graphics engine isn't different. Oh, I think it looks way better. No, I, I disagree. I just think that there's, in the newer levels, there's some lighting that looks different. But aside from that, it's actually the same. But some of the stuff they've added, like making a shooter game, that opens it up completely... I, did, did you? It's, making anything in Little Big Planet is a two-month-long endeavor. <laughs> it's hard. You've got to be... But it's easier than it was, you said. It's easier than it was. You can make a sh- I could make a level in two minutes where you go from this side to this side. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe jump on a car and drive it to one side. You yeah. know. But to make an actual decent level, you've got to have some creativity and understand how it all works. I mean, you can make anything, really. It's just how much time you can spend on it. Now, I went and played some of the community levels, which are levels that people have made, and somebody had made, and it was amazing. Um... Geometry Wars out of Little Big Planet. And you know the best thing about it is you're a ship, you sh- it's a dual stick shooter like Geometry Wars. You're a ship, you're not a sack boy, you're a ship. You fi- move with one, fire with the other, but if you look closely, everything in the game and it looks like Geometry Wars, you can see the strings behind everything. Yeah, so yeah. you can kind of see how it's made. And it just makes you think whoever did this. It must have took a long time yeah, yeah. because to make, like, say they made asteroids, the old game asteroids. To make the asteroid, they had to take six or seven different shaped things, stick them together somehow, and then if you look behind them, you can see how they did it. Right, yeah. So you can see it's like a game where you can look behind the curtain and see how it was made, which all games are like that, right? Even Dead Space 2, if you could peer behind the curtain and see how it's all made, the wireframes and everything. Yeah. It would ruin the illusion. Well, it doesn't ruin the illusion in Little Big Planet. It kind of makes you go, oh my God. Appreciate that, it. That guy had to stick like 50 objects together to make one thing in, in a level that is nothing. Like, you know, it, just something in the background. So it's amazing, really, how it's all. And the community, what I think is you pay 60 bucks for the game. And even if you don't play it for a couple of months and then you do log on and then all them new levels are there that people have been making. And people have, like, figured out how to do something new. And, like, you're always going to get something new out of it. So I recommend it, Little Big Planet 2. If you're a fan of the first one, I recommend it. But 
if you're not a fan of the first one or you never played the first one I also recommend it but there's, the, there's those other people like me you don't I'm not into the making levels the building I don't want to do that at all I just want to play levels that people have made because I'm not creative do you get what I'm saying but I want to see what people can do with it I just don't want to spend 10 hours I, you know what I've learned so I've figured something out when people say I'm not creative you know what that means I'm not patient you are creative. You have a creative mind. You would be able to say, oh, I'd love to make this ship and make this do that and make this do that. I just don't want to take the time to do it. You you are creative. Yeah, but I don't... I, all I'm saying is I'm the type of player... If there's an editor or anything, I don't bother with it. I just right. want to play the game. So there, the game itself is fairly brief and short, but then you've got all these these levels on the community thing that you can play forever. Hundreds and thousands and millions of them. They're just going to keep coming, aren't they? You know, every day somebody's going to publish. Well, they'll get tired of it eventually. No, yeah. people, but there's new people coming on it all the time. Yeah. Like, even in two years, like it gets a price cut or whatever, then you've got a bunch of new people making levels for it. So it'll just live on until Little Big Planet 3, I guess. <laughs> but what I do like is how they um, kept everything you made in one carries over to two. So it's not like it was a waste of time, everything you did. Because right, yeah. it's all there. Because I loaded it up and I instantly got a load of trophies saying... You shared levels two years ago, and nice. they had 500 views because I'd never logged on again. So I, I got them. So, so yeah, that's a little bit funny too. Uh, I also played a game called Africa on the PS3, which I said to you I'd always been interested in. So I got hold of a copy. You saw this, didn't you? Oh, so Africa I got hold of a K. copy just uh, and started to play it, and then realized that the game's about you're a photographer for National Geographic magazine in Africa. And you have missions to go and take photos of animals. Sounds interesting? In practice, I didn't find it interesting at all. <laughs> because the second mission they gave me was, can you go down to the watering hole where all the animals um, gather and take a photograph of a particular species of giraffe drinking water? I went there. I sat down in a bush. I pointed my camera at the water. There was three giraffes. None of them drank. And I literally sat there for 20 minutes. They just wandered around. Some of them wandered off. And then eventually I was sat in the bush and there was only hippos. So I was like, how long do I have to really sit here until one drinks? I mean, they obviously haven't made the game like where after 10 minutes one's going to come and drink. It's just real time or whatever. So if one comes to drink, then maybe one will come immediately. Maybe one will come in three hours. It's not my idea of fun. Don't know about you. I'm not, I'm not sure how it works. I mean, the thing is, you could be sitting there and take pictures of other things in the meantime. No, because you only have a certain amount of film, so you need to save it for your... Right. Taking a photo of the giraffe. So, do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it looks good. You saw how it looked, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it looks really good. There's lots of animals, but this beginning part where you had to do this specific thing, I was like, well, that's all you can do. I have to wait, find that. That's only the beginning? Yeah. Right, so if you got past that, you would it would be different? Well, if I got past that, I might have to go and get a picture of a hippo humping another hippo or something. But you don't know. No, that's what it is. I had a look. I mean, mm. it's... A mission is given to you. You go and get the photograph. It's either a good photograph or a bad photograph, and then you get rated on it. That's the idea of the game. So I can't recommend it, in my opinion, because I didn't really like it. It sounded like an interesting idea, because it was different than other games, you know, but... Apart from the graphics. Did you like the graphics? 
It looked fine. I didn't really watch it much, to be honest. All right, then. So, 3D Dot Game Heroes. You sound really interested in this part. Well, but- I'm not. I didn't watch that one. I didn't watch... Didn't watch the 3D three D dot game heroes. I watched for about two minutes. Yeah, three D dot game heroes is actually a really another PS3 game that I hadn't played and uh, decided to play, and uh, it's excellent. It's a rip off of Zelda. You know what's really bothering me? I am catching the uh, light of my monitor in your glasses, so I can't even see your face. Right. So, um, the three D dot game heroes. What did you think? It looked good. I mean, I literally only looked at it for like two minutes, but it looked fun. But I, I th- they all look hard to me, so I don't really in- it doesn't interest me. No, I mean visually. What did you think? What could you explain what the visual is like? I looked at it. I didn't even know what you were playing, and I said that looks like Zelda. Right, but it doesn't at all. It's like. Um... But it's all square and shit. It looks just like Zelda to me. Yeah, but it's in 3D. Yeah, it's like slanted down and everything. But it looks like when you look at Zelda. If you take Zelda and slant it. Yeah, but then then make everything pixel art. It's amazing looking. It's like, um, take a 2D sprite out of Zelda and then stand it up and then make it in 3D. So it's not sophisticated looking because it's pixels, but it's a 3D pixel version. It's like they're built out of Legos. But you can also, there's an editor... You can create your own character to play in the game. So you can make your own out of all the different coloured shapes and blocks. Um, Did you? No. I pick, picked... A, there was hundreds to choose from. You could even choose Sackboy from Little Big Planet as your main character. Nice. Um, but it's a old-style Zelda. It's an app, It's a rip-off of Zelda, basically. 2D RPG. Um, it's even got a boomerang. Zelda has a boomerang. It's, it's basically an homage to Zelda, but done in this new 3D technology. Which I imagine, like, Nintendo would probably be interested in making a Zelda with that kind of look themselves. Because why not? It's like an evolution of, like, 2D, right? It's, like, 8-bit looking, but 3D yeah. at the same time. So, uh, 3D Dot Game Heroes, uh, really good. I recommend that one. Um, and it's, like, $20 or something. It's, and it's really huge. I have to say, it's like huge, huge. What's it on? PS3. Uh, it's huge. It's like, um, I did one of the dungeons, and if you're familiar with Zelda, Zelda's broken down into dungeons. I did one of the dungeons, and there's eight of the dun- there's eight dungeons, and one dungeon took me two hours. So, you know, it's a pretty big game. Uh, and the final game I bought off Steam this week. Uh, it's a game that I'd be interested in, that I've been interested in. On uh, It's on iPad, and uh, I kept seeing it. I'm thinking, oh, that looks like a cool game, but I'm not buying an iPad <clears throat> to see the game. But a lot of these iPad games now, um, like last week when Angry Birds came out on the PC, a lot of them are coming out on the PC because these companies are obviously figuring out that not everybody has an iPad. Right. <laughs> so um, this one's Flight Control HD. and um, oh, Just let me say right now, doesn't sound interesting at all to me. It sounds like a simulator. Absolutely not. It's oh, a cutesy. Right. It's See, a, if you'd try to advertise it to me and just tell me the name, it wouldn't. It's be. a cutesy kind of looking game, and what it is, and you've seen a kind of rip-off version of it before, is you're landing planes on runways by just dragging them. I had a version of it that wasn't the real thing. It yeah. was like a rip-off version of it. That one wasn't very good. But this is the original one, and what it is is like planes appear on the screen, and you've got runways. And you drag them onto the runway and they'll land. Now, more and more planes come. And you have to draw the, the, the line that they're going to take to the runway. 
So if a jumbo jet appears, you draw with your mouse and say, land on the runway, and you draw a curve, and it, go- it follows the curve and lands on the runway. Now loads of planes start coming, and you've got to make sure planes don't hit each other and they all land safely, and you get a point every time one lands. It's just real basic, like. But it gets crazy, like plants versus zombies. Right, like, yeah, yeah. Like you're juggling 50 things at once. Yeah, I get it. And then eventually there's like... Oh, not just jumbo jets are landing. Helicopters need landing and there's helicopter pads and the helicopters go really slow. So the jets are coming and the helicopters are in the way and you've got to divert things. So it's a air traffic control in the simplest of terms right. simulator. Really fun. It's just, it's kind of stupid, but it's kind of addictive. Like right. Plants vs. Zombies. Hey, that's not stupid at all. So that's Flight Control HD. It's two ninety nine on Steam. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's games for two ninety nine for me, and I've played it like that's less than a cup of coffee. I bet I've played it five hours this week because <laughs> there's achievements on Steam. I've been trying to get all the achievements. It's really fun. I uh, recommend it. So it's on Steam, um, and that's it for me this week. But Dead Space Two will be the big deal for this week, and I hear it comes on two discs. This uh, and it's really big, like thirty hours long. So um, an epic survival horror game is exactly what you need at this time of year. <laughs> Because it's that dead spell, isn't it? Where there's what better to fill Not a dead to me. Sp- what a better to fill a dead spell of games than Dead Space? <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I mean, Dead Space was you didn't really play it or see it because I played it on my computer. I thought you did some on the TV as well. Never, I played it here um, mm. on my uh, PC. Um, you did some Wii. I saw it on the Wii. That's a different thing altogether. That was Dead Space Extraction. It's a shooter game. Yeah. It's not even the same kind of game. It was like a point at the screen. But it was shoot. aliens and monsters and... Yeah, but it's not the same kind of game. It's um, You don't control the character. It just goes on its yeah, own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like an on-rails thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's it for me for this week. What have you got? What's for dinner? For dinner is a kashi, roasted vegetable pizza, and some bulgur cooked with some black beans and tomatoes and some spices and so far so good. It, the bulgurs are, you know, bulgur is. It's some kind of part of the wheat. And we're going to be having some vegetables. I forget. What have we got in the freezer? Broccoli and cauliflower, maybe? Peas? Corn? We'll see. Uh, some kind of vegetable. And then we've got chocolate mint cookies for dessert. Nice. Yes. I was going to make something else, and then because uh, what we're going to talk about next is that yesterday I took a trip up to visit with my mother, get the mirror for the car that my mother and her man found for me and bought it, because our passenger side mirror fell off mysteriously again. They found one at a place, bought it. And so I drove up there. To, now, driving up there means three and a half dri- hour drive, which I actually enjoy a lot. And getting up there, chatted with my mother. I made her a kale salad, which she loved. I got. I went to their hy right? And then this little herb section. Which we also have the same herbs. But in their herb section, they have edible flowers, which, of course, I've heard of. Don't and I've like seen them. it on Food Network. I've tried. Oh, they were delicious. I bought a you pack of them. You can understand why I don't like them, though. Yes, because they're very herbal yeah. flavor. Yeah, yeah. But they were, I put them in there, put an apple in the salad. She loved it. She had cooked me, because, you know, we don't eat meat. She says, well, I want to make you something, but everything they eat seems to have meat in it. If it's not, throw some bacon in there. Everything most people eat has meat in it. It really does. It's really funny. So, and then later I'll get to the friend portion when I went to visit my friend. But she's like, so I made you, I got, she took a can of green beans Threw it in with some onions and some peppers, some olive oil. Then she had, she had this like seasoning mix that she had, like a steak seasoning mix, and she threw that in there, and uh, it was fantastic. So we kind of traded our little vegetable dinner, chatted. Then I went to my friend's house. Now this another thing was this is really funny in a small town. 
This is like one commentary on modern life is I don't have checks. I don't write checks. I don't follow my checking account very closely. I know what I spend on my debit card. I have my debit card. I don't do cash. I don't do any of that. Only my debit card. So I get there and of course they've paid for this mirror. It was $35. And I didn't think before I went to get any cash. She says, well, just write me a check. I said, I don't have checks. You don't have any checks with you? I said, I don't have checks. So I said, I'll just run to the gas station. I'll get some gas and I'll go in. I'll get some, you know, you can get a cash cash back. So I go and I ask the girl. And she goes, "Mm, you can get $25. I said, okay, fine. I thought I'll go down the street to another place and get the other 10. So she gives me a 25. So I go across the street to Dollar General. And I thought, and I, as I walked in the door, there's one girl there. It's almost closing time. This is a small town, by the way. There's about 700 people who live there. Maybe 1,000. They do have a Dollar General. Um, <laughs> I think there's some requirement there. So I said, as I walked past, I said, do you do cash back um, on debit cards? And she said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I said, do you do cash back on credit card? She said, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. So I'm like, fine. So I needed hairspray. I got grabbed me a bottle of hairspray. I get up to the counter. I said, I need $10 cash back. And as I started to swipe my card, she goes, oh, we only do it on American Express. Hmm. So I'm like, well, I need the hairspray anyway. So I buy the hairspray. And I'm like, where else can I go? So I have to drive across town to the Casey's, go in. And I said, I held up my card. I said, do you do cash back on a MasterCard debit purchase yeah sure up to twenty dollars like that's the most i could have done i have no idea so well it's a small store so you don't want to be sucking all their cash out of them i suppose so i'm looking around and like well i need a bottle of water and i thought it'd be really funny to take my friend who i hadn't been to her house she lives in a different house now like a housewarming gift and she would think it's so hysterical that i bought her something at casey's general store so they had these little shitty candles you know some kind of local something or other i don't know that smelled really good so it was like two bucks so i bought that and i Took the $35 that I had compiled back to my mother. By then it started snowing. Blowing and snowing. Three and a half hours to get there, right, to my mom's. So I'm like, I'm going to stop at my friend's house, which is another hour from my mom's closer. You know, it's like on our on my way home, basically. So I stay at my friend's house. They had been making chicken quesadillas all day. And I said, well, I'll just have... She's like, aren't you hungry? Aren't you hungry? And I'm like, well, I'll have the salad part. And she just looked at me and she said, there's no salad part. It's just chicken and cheese inside of a tortilla and they did smell good and they looked really good she goes we made homemade salsa which was like peppers and tomato and tomato sauce and it was really delicious i had some chips and salsa we chatted and laughed really hard for like a couple of hours i met a new boyfriend newish boyfriend for the first time and that was a really good time you know like i really loved it when i'm visiting with that friend and a few other handful of friends i feel so completely relaxed i'm just it's like I don't want it to end, but then they're you know you come to a couple of hours. I'm like I need to head home. She goes no 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 it's snowing. You need to stay here and stay all night. Well she had a house full of kids and the boyfriend, so I'm like no I'm just gonna go home. So I get started. It's snowing and blowing really hard. It's mostly blowing and the snow's not terribly hard. But I get to outside of that town and the road is like a solid white sheet except for one car track in front of me. So I don't even know if I'm on the shoulder, if I'm on that on that lane, if I'm close to the ditch, because it's all white. But I'm like, oh, screw it. I mean, I'm here. I'll just go. So I'm like listening to a podcast with my headphones on. Dangerous. And my, uh, dangerous, why? There's nothing else Because you can't happening. hear any, anything else going on? Yeah, it's a podcast. If you scrape in the side or anything. No, you can hear. It's just talking. It's not music or anything. 
So it wasn't like I couldn't hear other things. I could even hear my car running. So had the GPS there, of course. Looking like it's a little too bright for night, by the way. So I kind of stuck it on the side. You can, but having it right in front of me too was quite distracting. But I wanted it on. I mean, you can put it on night colors and then turn it right on. I know, but it's still too bright. Go to night colors. Yeah, yeah. Um, So I'm driving, and then pretty soon those car tracks disappeared. It didn't turn off or anything. It's just the wind was blowing so hard, and it was snowing just enough. So then I stopped one gas station, got me a cup of coffee because I was feeling that overwhelming sleepiness. Because, by the way, at this point I'd been up about 32 hours because I'd worked all night and then drove and then whatever. But that was fine. Crazy. So I'm driving and I'm like, you know, it's just all tense and you're like, oh, the road. But I'm listening to this podcast, laughing my head off at the same time, drinking this coffee, getting all like, I'm so tired and jittery. It was just funny. And then you slept for about I did. (laughs) 18 hours. I went to sleep at 3.30 and I woke up at 5.30 in the evening. So, that's 12, 13, 14 hours. 14 hours, yeah. I'm well rested. And so that is why I didn't make an effort to get more stuff to make for dinner. And that's why tonight we're having the bulgur and beans and frozen pizza. Anything else? Meaning of life. We'll save that for next time. All right. We're about the end of the podcast. So, um, I want to remind you about our websites. Acecully.com, sittalk.com. Um, you can catch us both on Facebook, Twitter, Xbox Live, YouTube, anywhere on the internet where there is somewhere where you can log in. <laughs> I think we are on all of yeah. those. Um, you can also um, catch this podcast on the Zoom Marketplace, the iTunes Music Store, or just go to com, click on the word podcast at the top, subscribe via RSS, anything you want, Google Reader, you can subscribe by anything. You can email feedback to me at com, and... Um, Stay classy. Death Race 2. Maybe there will be a 3. Probably not. <laughs> you're going to devote your Stay Classy to a movie you're not even sure you fully like. That's I, I kind of liked it, so... <laughs> I have to think about it more. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, oh, it's a thinking man's movie. <laughs> not really. And I'm going to say, uh, think for yourself, everybody. If you're sitting with a bunch of people and they're loving that movie and you're not, just stand up for yourself or quietly go watch a better movie. Think for yourself or someone will do it for you. 